Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, good evening and welcome to episode number 41 of the TTM Sports Show where tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Chris, Matty and Richie from the LFC Transfer Room. How are you doing guys? Good, very good mate, how are you? Not too bad. Very, very happy to have uh, have you all on to the podcast. Uh, for those that don't know the LFC Transfer Room, they are big. Um, they're, they're big on Twitter, well over 100,000 followers. Uh, you're on YouTube, I believe, too. And you host uh, Spaces on Twitter, which is a little forum where people from really all over Twitter can get involved and have a chat about the club we all know and love, which is Liverpool. So, Richie, I'll, I'll come to yourself first. Uh, first off, welcome again. And uh, how how did LFC transfer room really start? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Um, I, I mean, the, the page itself started with exactly what is suggested in the title, and that's transfer room. As in, you know, we would always discuss and still do discuss transfer rumors, and it seems to be that that is the most popular thing on social media is, is discussing transfers. And what I mean, what I found as well as being a writer first before a podcaster was. I could write the most emotional and like intimate article. But if I wrote an article on, oh, Liverpool might so and so sign, you know, this player, it would blow up. And I'd be like, oh, all that time and dedication I spent and pouring my heart and soul out into this one. But that's where that's where it is, you know, and that's and that's what we've hit, I think, in social media. And I think what we've hit as well online, we, we you know, partnered up with uh, Sports Illustrated as well, which is obviously a huge American worldwide wow. company. So, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be growing and headed in the right direction. And, um, you know, our owners, Dan and, and Matt, are both American-based as well. So, you know, with, with soccer growing over there, you know, I think it's a really exciting time for everybody involved in, in football to try and break America. And that's, that's certainly what we're looking to do. But, yeah, it seems to be that we are growing more and more. We, we originally were just, as I say, just a, 
you know, journalist based, you know, company. And since then we've added our own podcast and we, we've brought in Matt and Chris to, to come in and do the YouTube stuff and they're both phenomenal as well. So I'll, I mean, for the YouTube stuff, you know, I'll pass over to Matt and Chris, but we originally always, always look at transfers and, and report on transfers, but we've now got on to match coverage. We're now trying to get in interview with players and things like that. So we're trying to grow, but still keep to our transfer related routes as well. I think that's uh, I think that's fantastic. I mean, myself, um, I work a boring nine to five as an assistant manager in a, in a retail store. For me, football's my release um, from from everything. It's my escapism. Um, I did uh, I did a sports journalist uh, diploma uh, about six months ago, and I love to write. And at the moment, I'm uh, I'm coming towards the end of writing about Deportivo La Coruña, uh, the rise and fall of the the Super Depor brand and and their chairman Nicolas Logiero. So when that's done, I will push that over to you, and I'll say have a read, send it back, and say it's awful. I get it, but uh, you know uh, it, it is sports journalism. Is uh, if you love the game, if you're not good enough to play professionally. I always thought, well, what's the next best thing? We'll get involved somehow. So we'll come over to yourself, uh, Chris, as well. Chris, how did you uh, get involved, obviously, within the LFC transfer room? And uh, talk to us about YouTube. And Matty, feel free to, to jump in too. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's actually uh, weird. I, I'm currently doing a sports journalism course myself. I'm in just entered my second year. Um, and I got approached, I believe, January by a, a mutual uh, follower of myself and, and Dan, the owner, who said, because uh, I used to have a channel called Total Sport, which was quite similar to yours, doing a lot of like interviews and, you know, um, thoughts on football. Um, and yeah, they said, oh, come, come help us out with this. And I was like, sound happily. Um, and it's, uh, it's thankfully uh, brought us very, very good uh, memories so far. Obviously, when we first started, we thought we were cursed because uh, we didn't win a game for, I think, six or seven games when we started. We were in that run of shockers. Um, and I think the title was after the Sheffield United game, and it was like we won a game, <laughs> which is un unbelievable. But no, it's been uh, it's been really, really good fun. Um, obviously got to, to make many good mates now. We've got Jack over in the States who has got probably the sexiest voice I've ever heard. I was um, thinking it's deep. It's 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 really yeah. deep. Um, I don't want my wife to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> <else> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, we got we got um we got Anthony who's probably one of the best editors I've seen um for a while. Um and we got we got Matty who is deluded, but we all love him. Um <laughs> nah, nah, great character, honestly, can't wait to beat him. Um, and, and everyone else there as well. Curtis has just joined recently. And not everyone that's joined on the streams, really. Um, we've built up a really decent little audience and it's going really well. We started doing watch along, haven't we? Which Matthew refuses to get involved in. Um, we've even done a little match day vlog, haven't we? <laughs> so I, I wouldn't do either of the sorts, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm against all that. But man's, man's similar to Chris. I joined the same time as Chris when the YouTube was just starting up. So I'll be honest, I, I thought it was just going to be something because I knew LFC transferring was so much um, journalism based, I didn't think the YouTube would do very well. So I thought it'd just be something I'd do for a few weeks. So to see how quickly that's grown in, in less than a year is fantastic, really. And it's credit to, to the whole team, really. We've got a, a really, really good, close-knit team. Um, and it's fun to be a part of it. It's really, really good group of lads from the writers to the YouTubers to the podcasters, everyone who's part of LFC transfer room are, fantastic and we'll do anything to help you as well it, it, it's amazing really to be part of it 
Well, we, we think it's brilliant. Um, within, obviously, the link of, of this podcast and when we push out the, the promotion of this as well, we'll link everything uh, that you have. Uh, we don't have many followers, but what we do have is we reach little pockets of Twitter that maybe some people don't. We'll be up at two in the morning trying to do anything we can to pierce a minor little hole into the massive, massive cave of the footballing world, to be honest with you. So we'll push all that out for you. But what we're going to do, um, first of all now, is we're going to talk about Liverpool. That's what this podcast is about tonight. It's one thing that we all have in common. We're part of the LFC family. Now, in terms of the betting for this season, I was absolutely staggered to see the the Reds down in third, fourth place. Predictions, not one of the Sky Sports analysts actually predicted Liverpool to win the Premier League this season. To me, again, staggering, maybe blinkered because I'm a Liverpool fan. But in terms, Richie, I'll come to you first. What's the realistic expectation uh, for Liverpool, really, by, by yourself? Uh, I mean, going back to what you said about the Sky Sports pundits, I think a lot of things are reactionary on, on the telly and, and in punditry. And I think because just because we haven't signed Jaden Sancho or Rafael Varane, suddenly Manchester United are a better team than us, which is obviously not the case. You know, you look at Liverpool's squad last season to still finish third was an incredible feat because that team once fully fit, we let's not forget we were top at Christmas, you know, and then the Van Dyke injury happened, then the rest of the centre back injuries happened, and then every single person got injured apparently, apart from Mo Salah. Um, and we still managed to finish third and we put a really good run together. I'm adamant that again, if if it's if some buts, but we would have pushed Manchester City all the way last season. They certainly would have romped home the way that they did because they lost in a, you know, a handful of games and that hasn't happened in the past few seasons. The, the winners of the Premier League have not lost as many games as what Manchester City did last season. So I, I think, you know, going back to the pundits and the betting, um, I'm a betting man as well. I do like to, to look at the odds and, you know, I think Liverpool were at one point three to one and I thought that was a really good price for, for us. And I agree with you. I think that we should be pushing for the league. And if this squad stays fully fit, now that Man City don't look like they're going to be getting Harry Kane, and I think that was the player who they really needed. I didn't think they personally needed Jack Grealish because they have players in that position. They don't have an out-and-out goal scorer. Now, Sergio Aguero has obviously made his move to Barcelona. I, I can see us pushing, and I don't think Chelsea's defence is as good as ours. I don't think Man City's attack is as good as ours. So we'll be right in the mix. And for me, you know, to bring that title back would be brilliant because we, we didn't do it in front of the fans. You know, we were all Liverpool fans. I'm sure we would have all been at that parade and it feels like we missed out massively there. So for me, I, I see no reason whatsoever unless it, we're going to have another freak season with injuries. Even uh, we're talking here and we've only brought in Ibrahima Kanate. For me, I don't see that that's an issue for me to bring in players because we've already got a squad that's that's ready and raring to go. We didn't need to make improvements. I said at the start of the transfer window, if we brought in a centre-back, that would be perfect because the rest of the teams are catching up and I'm still standing with that. So yeah, for me, I would love a cup run. I'd love to see an FA Cup because I'm sure, Matty, I think you and I have spoken about this. I'd love to see Henderson lift it. It's the only one he's not lifted. It's the only one that Klopp, yeah. uh, League Cup aside, haven't lifted as well. So I'd love to see a cup run, but I think that the league title is certainly within our reach. Yeah, Matty, um, we'll go to yourself before before we round off this question uh, with Chris. So, Matty, realistic expectations for yourself this season. Sh show us what you've got. What, what are you made of, Matty? Bring it. Uh, these always say I'm delusional for me. I'm just, I wouldn't even say overly passionate. I just, I've lived and breathed Liverpool my me, me whole life. I'm so proud to be from the city. I'm so proud of the football club. And I've obviously, we've all lived through the dark days with like Henderson, with, with Hodgson and in Liverpool, it was grim, like going to the match. People were fighting in the stands. It was just a horrible atmosphere. And 
Uh, so since then, since Liverpool rose, I have been unrealistic, but I've always said we're going to win the league every year. And when it finally happened, I looked like a genius. <laughs> but but um, I do think we'll win the league this year. And I strongly believe if we get PSG in a two-legged tie in the Champions League, we'll win the Champions League as well. But if we get PSG in the final, we won't. It's, inter- it's an interesting take on it. Just very quickly, before we come to Chris, uh, Jeannie Wijnaldum. You know, picked up from Newcastle in that team that was relegated. Also, uh, a certain Sissoko that went to Tottenham in that team as well. Let's not forget his comments upon leaving Liverpool Football Club um, left a bit of a, a sour taste in the mouth. Wouldn't you agree with that? Um, I agree with his comments. Really? To yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah me too. I agree with his comments. Um, all all the um, Twitter's a cesspit. Now it's just full of negativity no matter what you do you get negativity and if you go on some of the players feeds when they post something and say Liverpool have lost the game which was so frequent last year that it was just so much negativity and I was always brought up with I think it was a comment Bill Shankly said where you, if you don't support us when we lose you don't deserve to support us when we win yeah. but it seems like a huge proportion of our fan base are just out to get the players the minute they make a mistake. So I completely agree with what Gino and Alvin said and it, it hasn't changed, which I thought it may be as comments might have changed the fans, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like it has. Yeah, probably I love the fact as well that um sorry, really quickly, I love the fact that it, it, everyone was expecting it to be an FSG and everyone was always like pitchforks at the ready on FSG and that's why he wanted the money and they wouldn't offer him it. And for him to come out and say that was I think a lot of people needed to be quite self-reflective on that and think actually yeah, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that he's this and that and that. But then, lo and behold, first game of the season when James Milner was announced to start, the hate on the Liverpool feed as well for James Milner was just, have we not learned anything? You know, you have to value these players because genius is a player you're going to miss immensely when when he's gone. And, you know, he was a great servant to the club as James Milner. So, um, I, I mean, I completely agree with Matty. I thought he had a point and uh, I was sort of involuntarily rubbing my hands together at his comments. And then I was like, oh, no, stop. (laughs) No, absolutely. One of the most underrated Liverpool midfielders, certainly of the past decade. So balanced. You can pop him anywhere on the pitch and he'd still, you know, that 110% engine that that he possesses. It's no wonder he's gone to PSG, the new Harlem Globetrotters, you know, as if you were of the footballing world. Uh, Chris, over to yourself, just to finish off uh, the original question. Would you would you agree with with Richie and Matty that the overall assessment from the majority uh, of Liverpool fans is that we should be, you know, challenging for the league title and maybe we've been uh, underrated a little bit in the media? Yeah, I've got I've got a pretty similar answer for both for both sort of topics there. Um, I've got some synonyms here. Um, for the so-called Sky Sports analysts and the uh, Liverpool fans that uh, decided to slate Genie Wijnaldum the way that they did, especially on Twitter. Uh, I've got a cretin, imbecile, a dullard, moron, a nitwit, and all of these just remaining clean. Um, people on Sky Sports know nothing. I mean, I'm a, I moan about them all the time. Um, so reactionary. Every last 90 minutes is the best 90 minutes ever or the worst. It's only to get clicks. And it's the same with, with fans. You know, I was not Genie One Alden's biggest fan. I still am not. But it's not fair to go and attack him personally at all. Everyone's got the right to criticism, in my opinion. But it's when it goes overboard that it's, you know, out of order and out of line. And I think that's what he's on about. I think he'll experience exactly the same at Paris Saint-Germain. 
Um, it's maybe even more because that club is ruthless mm. um, and, and their fans are as well. Um, especially, you know, the, the younger generation of fans. But I think, I think as, as Matty, Matty alluded um, to Bill Shankly's quote with, with that, um, that, that, you know, you don't support, you don't deserve support us when we win. And I don't think a younger generation has really experienced the fact that when we have been in the, like in the pits, effectively. Um, but going back onto us, um, you know, these Sky Sports analysts are so, so you know, they just, it's like who gets the new signings, who gets the shiny new toy. Kara's one of them now as well, unfortunately. Um, I don't see any difference apart from maybe some slight improvements on the team that won the league. In my opinion, there is there's probably even a slight improvement in the way that we the, we, the way that we've got our squad now. Uh, you got you you, you replace Dayan Lovren with Kanate. You replace Shakiri with Harvey Elliott, for example, and maybe Curtis Jones in there as well for Lalana. So. I say we've arguably improved, um, but it's just people um, looking at, you know, shiny new toys and emperors new clothes, which always um, always rises above everything. So, yeah, we win the league this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You're talking about a lot of the younger generation. I mean, you know, we're, you know, these guys probably weren't watching Liverpool when we, you know, we had Raul Morales in the middle when we, <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong, good character. And, and in a difficult time for the football club under, you know, Tom Hicks and George Gillette. Do you remember those days? Those tough, tough, tough days when uh, we were, you know, a spade in the ground momentarily was what they come out with. The only spade in the ground that they put in was in their dreams. I think it was an absolute uh, outrage that they, they took the club. I mean, Tom Hicks didn't even know uh, what colour shirts we played in, allegedly. I mean, I've, uh, I think he was so out of touch with, with the, the general fan base and the city. It's, uh, it was a disgrace. I think Gillette ha- did indeed try to work with Rick Parry at the, at the time. And I think it was Hicks and Parry's relationship, which wasn't very good at all. And obviously when Martin Broughton come into the, into the fold and, and we got that deal through the courts, I think it was a momentous occasion for the football club. Now, um, back, back to the present, really. We've just did a space on Twitter, um, one of the main topics was, of course, about Jordan Shakiri, and we spoke at length about Harvey Elliott and whether he's right or, or wrong to be, let's say, the successor for his position within the squad, if you see what I'm saying. Do you think that, that Liverpool do need to do any more transfer business at all, Richie? I'll come to you first. Um, I, I mean, I've alluded to this several times on the podcast and, and on Spaces as well. I think if Firmino goes down, then you you really are putting a lot of pressure on the, the remaining front three. And yes, that you know, Mane, Jota, Salah are world class. But when the Champions League games can come in thick and fast, and we don't have that squad depth, I, I really don't think we have that squad depth, especially in that nine position. We saw in pre season that Oxlade Chamberlain was trialed as a as a number nine. You know, I, I watched the pre season games. I personally didn't think you know he he, he can hold a torch to that. I, I can't see it. So for me, Minamino, he's jury's still out a little bit. Divock yeah. his time has gone. Um, so for me, I think if we're going to strengthen anywhere, we're going to need a number nine. But again, how do you bring someone in to say, listen, you are going to eventually be a number nine, but you're going to have to sit behind Firmino or Diego Jota first. It's a really tricky task that Liverpool are faced with. It's a really good you know, task that we're faced with because we, we are talking about world-class players. And as you said, in the Hicks and Gillette days, those world-class players were very few and far between apart from Steven Gerrard, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice problem to have, but it still is a problem. And it's one that Tottenham Hotspur have had for a very long time in how do you get someone in to sit on the bench behind Harry Kane? You know, it's the same really with Liverpool. And the, the only way that I can see that happening is an Ishmael Asara or a Jeremy Doku coming through who will, 
be happy to, to sit on the bench and bide their minutes and manage their minutes. So, yeah, for me, I th- I'd love to see an attacker come in, but I would completely understand if we didn't sign an attacker based on the reasons that I gave. I think anything else would be a luxury signing because we've got now Ibrahima Konate. We've got four amazing centre-backs uh, and hopefully we don't have a, a freak season like we did uh, in the last oh, outing. I, I, I don't think I could endure the torts. I've, I've put up with 30 years of it um, and it's, you know, it's, I've just got used to being at the top table now and I don't really want to go back uh, back in time to, to receiving those sorts of things, especially from Tottenham fans more than others. Um, but moving on, obviously, Chelsea at the weekend, Thomas Tuchel coming in. The honeymoon period, you could argue, did sort of Peter in the Premier League with that loss away to Villa, which opened the door for Liverpool to to step through into finishing to third place. But he won the UEFA Champions League. Now, this is going to be a very, very difficult game on paper, but we know that the beautiful game isn't played on paper. Matty, I'm going to fly straight down to yourself first. Who is in your starting lineup, and uh, how do you think this one's going to go? Um, I'd start Alisson, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson. Fabinho, if he wants to play, if he's available to play, if not Henderson in that holding role, um, if Fabinho plays Thiago and Henderson, if Fabinho doesn't play, I'll, I'd say Elliot and Thiago in the midfield three, and then Jota, Mane, and Salah up front. Um, I said there on the spaces before we jumped on this. I think we absolutely batter Chelsea. Mm. I, I'm not one bit worried about Lukaku. Um, yeah, he's went off and improved, but come on, Italy compared to the Premier League, two different kettles of fish. And with Lukaku, I think if one person can stop him, it's Virgil van Dijk. And if another person can stop him, it's the second best centre-half in the world in Joel Matip. So I'm confident. I think we beat them 4-1. It's a it's a big call. And, I, and do you know what? On the spaces, I said the same thing. And I was waiting to, if I could see the faces behind the phone screens, I would have uh, loved to have uh, loved to have seen that. I could I could gauge from the reaction within the spaces thinking this guy is crazy. Um, but when you, you just get that gut feeling sometimes, no doubt. And you're right, Lukaku playing at Brescia away isn't quite the same at play, you know, playing Anfield away from home. Um, so coming over to yourself now, Chris, um, we're, we're talking about Chelsea. We're talking about those boys from from down south that seem to have diamond encrusted shoelaces for their boots um how do you think we get on against the uh the millionaires from london i loved i would love to be as confident as matty honestly i pay money for that um i can't be unfortunately the way Roman lukaku was the other day i know it's against pablo mari and rob holding which is again are not fit enough really to, to even be on the same mentioning the same hymn sheet as as joel matip and virgil van dyke um but no he was menacing he controlled the game you know he was dictating the play from up front we always talk about dictating the play from midfield he was dictating it from up front he was holding the ball up bringing the two tens into play i'm slightly worried if i'm being honest um i'm i'm not um, thinking as positively. I, I spoke to Dominic Fifield of the Athletic the other day. De- uh, today, uh, um, he's a football writer, and he said um, that this is a, a different Liverpool team than the one that Chelsea played last season at Anfield, um, and they will respect us more um, because we aren't as fragile. Uh, however, uh, they are threatening. Look at the strength and depth they've got, and especially in those two ten positions that they play will be be playing behind Lukaku. They've got Mount, they've got Werner, they've got Ziyech, mm. they've got Havertz, who scored a winner in the Champions League final. Yes, so is Divock Origi, but it's still a big thing. Um, you know, they've got um, Pulisic. Um, it's yeah, just, he, it's, he's it's unreal. He's underrated. It's, he's a good player. It's frightening how much depth they have. However, the one route I see us having 
that will really put us ahead of Chelsea and why I think we will still win is Trent Alexander-Arnold against Marcos Alonso. I think Marcos Alonso cannot defend to save his life. Yes, he's good going forward, but I think if Trent gets in behind him and he can feed Diogo Jota and, and Mo Salah and Sadio Mane easily through that through that lane. So I still think we'll win, but I'm going uh, 2-1. Yeah, no, fair enough. A very, you know, conservative, yet probably more realistic than myself and Matty, but we're, we're, you know, we're red through to the core. So, um, you know, yeah, f- fair play to you there. And obviously we're over to the main man. Uh, Richie, I mean, in, in terms of your uh, assessment of, of our game against Chelsea. I think it would be a very tight affair where if Liverpool get one, they'll go on to get two because I think Chelsea will, will look for that equalising goal and Chelsea's defence, as we've all spoken about, is, is not the strongest. Liverpool's defence is a lot stronger. Our front four, should they all play or should only three of them play, have all scored and registered a goal this season. Mo Salah is obviously uh, two goals away from 100 in the Premier League and I don't think there'll be a sweeter team to score against than Chelsea and to reach those 100 goals than the team against who cast him aside too soon. So um, for me, it's a huge midfield battle, absolutely huge midfield battle. I think whoever Klopp picks in that three will have a real... Um, I think I think he'll be the decider if I'm completely honest. But for me, I think we keep a clean sheet. I think the all focus will be on Lukaku, but that's a good thing because we've got Van Dijk, Matip, Fabinho, or Henderson. You know, whoever plays in that six that can hopefully contain him. I do agree though; those runners coming off him will be will be tough. And for that reason, I'm going to go against Matty and say that. Naby Keita or James Milner starts over Harvey Elliott because I think that you need that maturity in, in defence. Um, but, you know, I would look... For me, Harvey Elliott is, is the next big thing. So if he starts, then that's just a just another feather in his cap and a huge nod to him that Klopp rates him that highly. So it be a massive game. I, I'm writing the uh, match preview, actually, for... LFC Transfer Room and Sports Illustrated about it. And I've said, like, it already feels... Although it's a third game and it's a ridiculous thing to say, it already feels like it's one that will play a big impact in the title. Yeah, we were saying the, the same with my co-host James, uh, who's usually on. This is the first uh, probably point in the season where you, you're going to look at things and, okay, yeah, okay, this is, uh, this is not, I wouldn't say pivotal, but I think this is the first moment, shall we say, as Jürgen would say, uh, in, in the league this season. But look, guys... Um, what we want to do is uh, bring bring the podcast to to an end now. Um, we applaud you for for firstly giving us the time of day. As I say, we are a very much smaller outfit than yourselves, but you know we love football just as much. And I, and I think it's really important that um, for those listening that do want to start a podcast and and do want to talk about football, can talk about football. So really, uh, we applaud you all for joining us. Uh, any closing statements, or do you want to plug your podcast to all of our listeners? It's uh, yeah, our, our podcast is out weekly. We, we try to make it every Tuesday. Um, it's on Spotify, Apple iTunes. You can catch it on on everywhere, really. And uh, the lads will talk you through YouTube. But obviously, you know, we are originally a, a written, you know, journalist website as well. So do check us out um, on Sports Illustrated and LFC Transfer Room uh, into Google. And yeah, we, we keep up to date with everything. It is literally a non-stop uh, hobby because that that is what it is for all of us. I followed you from from early days, and it, it's really good to see you know see you grow as well. So yeah, keep it up because you because you're doing great. No, thank you, thank you for those for those kind kind words. And uh, Chris or Matty, the floor is yours. Talk to us about your YouTube. Yeah, oh, mate, it's a uh, it's a uh, go go go. Follow us at LFC Transfer. Go subscribe. Um, you know, go and watch all of our stuff. Get our watch hours up. That'll be even better for us. Um, <laughs> now nah, we're doing really really well. Go check out our watch songs. Chazza does an amazing job with them. Um, and you can listen to Matty's opinions, which is always worth paying money for, and you get them for free. 
uh, yeah, just looking at you on the Zoom call, you look like a real, real guy that you actually want to watch and, and listen to, which is uh, which is quite good. And you're a man of, of the city, and, and you can just tell that, that LFC runs through your veins, Matty. Uh, thank you very much for joining us as well. Um, really, guys, that's it. Catch us on Spotify. We also have the radio show, which uh, comes out every few weeks on 96.6 Froom FM, which is TTM Sports' State of Play radio show. And uh, catch our interview with Peter Drury, world-famous commentator which has just gone out now onto youtube so catch that one that was a really good interesting take on life behind the gantry um but really um, thank you very much guys and we'll see you all again very very soon Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.